Hello, yes, this is Dan Housen here. Dan Housen, this is uh, for Shooting the Breeze with Bash and James Housen. Yes, a podcast, a wrestling podcast of some sort based in the UK. It's quite nice. Dan Housen's here to give you a very nice, very evil shout-out of some sort. And also, you, Dan Housen's wishing you the powers to knock out the Breeze Horse. That is War Horse in disguise, Dan Housen thinks. He's not quite sure. But he also is uh, shooting the Breeze with the Breeze Horse. So... You must defeat him. He's evil. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Good luck. Hey, this is episode 86 of Shooting the Breeze with Bash. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> we're back. We're yeah, back, baby. Back. We're back, as Kofi would say. <coughs> I'm back from, um, obviously, we ain't been around, so I want to thank Fisher for holding down the fort on Twitter. It probably already explained why I wasn't around but obviously I didn't really elaborate all that much yeah uh, I had a (laughs) sorry I had a scary case of COVID-19 let's just put it that way and um, if you want to find out the full story I'll be recording a separate podcast on it on my own like poetry podcast and I'm sure James will upload the link after that yeah yeah of course Um, and we got a special guest again Um, other James how are you (laughs) Thanks for having me back, boys. It's been a while. It's been a long while. I know, it's, it's been, been a very long time. Three yeah. months. Something Health like come it. first, so Glad to hear that you're feeling better. Yeah, how have you been? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Just ticking along, watching the wrestling world dissolve into madness day by day. Yeah. I, I'm pretty... Yeah, it's not been good, has it? <laughs> it's been a little bit crazy, hasn't it? But obviously, like, I missed a lot during two months, like the summer of punk and everything, things like that, and drawing coming back or whatever because I was stuck in hospital but you know the only good thing to happen in three months was probably Punk's return and you missed it yeah probably <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's rough though it's like there's, there's been nothing else like nothing, there's been nothing good <laughs> no there's nothing been like too notable well there is things that have been going on like obviously a lot of releases from different companies will we'll kind of start off on that um, WWE releasing pretty much everybody Nobody's going to be left by the Royal Rumble. The way it's looking. To be fair, like one release makes sense to me, and that's Nia Jax because that should have happened years ago. The rest should have just been left alone. Yeah, it's a good through. Seventy-one now in total. That's the uh, the final number that's being put forward at the moment. Well, so, there's ten more coming this week. I heard. Uh, yeah, uh, apparently Vince has got another ten lined up. There's yeah. nobody left. Like literally, there's nobody left. I'm looking at it, and there was they made a big thing about. I can see it here, Harry Smith. David Boy Smith's son. He didn't even have a match. He didn't even have a match. He's never, never appeared on the thing. Oh. I don't know. It's just... Like, by this time, like I said, by Rumble time, who's going to be there? There's nobody to fill up the Rumble. No, I can understand them making NXT 2.0 a developmental territory again because that's what it was. That was what it was always supposed to be. That makes sense. So... Thinning the herd of NXT a little bit, I kind of get it, but like just ripping out like mainstay wrestlers on Raw and SmackDown is just daft. I mean, we're all kind of joking and kidding about it on the group chat, like we've been Roman Reigns just standing there in 2K22 with nobody to face. Yeah, it's just him, it's literally on his own. Yeah, and like you know what you were saying about the career mode, like I think 80% of NXT champions are not with the company anymore. 
He is just he is getting like worse and worse. And it's like anyone that they seem to bring up, like Keith Lee, for example, big name, made him a double champion in July of last year. So like less than eighteen months ago, but brought him up, nothing gone. You thought he would get the nod because obviously he had that little kind of nod with Lesnar, then he kind of had the bump with Roma, and he thought, yeah, this guy is going to be the next guy. I think it's pretty shitty of him to release couples as well at the same time, you know what I mean? Like Karrion Cross and Scarlett, and then flipping Keith Lee and Mia Yim on the same flipping day. Yeah, to get rid of them all, it just doesn't make sense because we always said, and I think. James is probably the first one to see it in the chat. Like he didn't understand, or none of us understood why they brought up Carry on Cross and didn't bring up Scarlet, and then all of a sudden they've chopped them both. Like another big one that I, did, I didn't actually realise that Ember Moon had been released until I seen it on this list. Just which makes sense why well she calls Shotzi now, isn't it? Because they've also removed her surname, but she's been moved in um, until matches it will get on to later, but. Like Ember Moon was another champion. Like you just touch on what you said. That's another person that's now been released. Yeah, you okay. Like, like I said, like, like you know, TK. Like you had that, and then you had the Ring of Honor, pretty much on hiatus, but then releasing every single person from their contracts as well. And you know, TK is just looking got his hands ready, and it's like, like I yeah, he's walked away with some top tier talent, like with the whole Ring of Honor situation. I mean, obviously that happened a week prior to the WWE releases. But, um, you know, they've walked away with the likes of the Briscoes, Jay Lethal, and those kind of people, whereas WWE are just like, yeah, just fuck it, sack them off. Like, that's the thing with like, Ring of Honor for me. It was like, it's just sad, isn't it? It's like... Look at all the people who went through them doors are in major companies now. It's like the pandemic really fucked them over. Yeah, it does appear that kind of way. I mean... You know, if, if you're what you were saying, right, they've been signed up like all the top stars from Ring of Honor. Like, everybody was the top name, like Bandido. Um, what you call it? He was the champion, basically. Uh, Roosh, he was that part of that crew. Uh, who else did they get? Got Dragon Lee, which he's a flipping big get. Uh, Jay Lethal, you said. Brody, Brody King. Basically, they signed just Danhausen. Obviously, he's tweeting that way. You know, obviously. He yeah, it looks like Danhausen got signed up, and then two days after the whole kind of Ring of Honor thing got announced, and Danhausen was directly linked to AEW, and then he um he goes and breaks a bone in his leg on an indie match. Yeah, but like I said, I think like the timing because they they got one more pay per view before their so called hiatus or bankruptcy, which I don't really want them like to disappear. But you know, it's one of them, and it? it's like it's the pandemic hit them hard. It's not like they didn't hit all the wrestling companies hard, but especially for them. And I'm like, all the names that went through there, like you know, we used to call the undisputed era the Ring of Honor guys, like you know. Joe, Brian, Punk. I'm shocked that Ring of Honor's gone, but NWA is still standing. I don't know how, for the life of me, but <laughs> yeah, like I said, TK. Like, but you don't want, you don't want AEW to be the place where all oh, somebody's kind of like got dropped, and then you know they just sign everybody up for the hell of it. Like WCW is kind of like you don't want it to feel that way. 
you don't want it to be oversaturated with wrestlers who aren't going to be used. Yeah, they're, they're saturated enough. I mean, their roster is stacked right now. I mean, AEW has become weekly destination viewing for me when remember it used to be. Well, that's funny. There's there's so many things, but I think you get into a point. You, you like, I think you mentioned it before, like the early WCW, like ninety eight, ninety nine, when they just had so many, so many wrestlers knocking around. But like with all the things you like, Impact, for example, if they had the money, with the releases that have come from WWE and the releases that have like are set to happen and are going through the process with Ring of Honor, you could literally create a roster that is better then the majority of the WWE roster just from people that have been released over the last couple of weeks yeah well, like Impact grabbed the Iconics and yeah put the belt on them straight away as well yes. they had a really really good match um, they I can't remember who it was but they've, they've got a rematch at turning point against the K I think it was against the K um, their match their tag team match was really good and it just shows how good they were like they had good comic relief in WWE and I think like I think I was vocal about being disappointed with Billy Kay getting released because I do think she was funny and she was one of the best things about SmackDown. But they went in, they had a really good match when they was given screen time to actually do so. Um, and they've already been like, they've been elevated further in one match in TNA than they ever really got a chance in WWE because when they were the tag team champions, they was a big part anyway. Yeah, so like I said, like, I think it's an exciting time if you're watching other companies, but I think like there's, there's a thing of like too much like wrestling content now there's like there's like every company is like pumping out content from like AEW to something you know WWE then you've got all the little indie stuff and then the Japanese stuff it's like hard to kind of catch up on everything you kind of pick and choose what's what's best right now yeah well with Bath Thursday is literally every night at the moment now wrestling Pretty much, yeah. Then you got the Japanese stuff that kind of turns up on a Sunday or a Saturday, sometimes on a Thursday. It just depends what day it is, isn't it? Like, you got televised wrestling nearly like, from the US nearly every day, and then you got like GCW putting on events on like a Saturday and things like that. So, it's I, pretty... tried, I tried to watch four earlier and I couldn't get through it. It was, it was just boring. Yeah, it's become pretty stagnant. Which is a shame. It's like I don't know where they're going. To be honest, I really don't. And it's kind I of. I mean, like, do you want to go down the list of people? Have you got the list in front of you who was released from WWE? Then oh, I've got it. You want to go through it? Yeah, if you re- want to go through it, if you want to go through the like the main people, not like I don't think you need to go through every single person. Yeah, I'll, I'll skip out probably from the NXT ones. There's only really um, Scarlet, B, Fab. And only Lorcan that are probably the most notable names from there. I, think, from... I liked only Lorcan, you know. To be I fair. think it was class. I really it did. was a really good wrestler. Only Lorcan was a good talent. Like, he was a good wrestler. He wasn't doing much on the mic, but he could go. He's putting out some, like, you know, decent, decent quality matches. Yeah, well, but going through the, the actual main roster, the Black was in there, like, he didn't really ever get a match, but there's. Sorry, um, can I make a quick point? Like, B5 yeah, was the one that confused me, like. Because she come up with hit row, hit row. I know she wasn't doing like in the manager s kind of role, but it's kind of like you're gonna bring up a group together and you get rid of the, like the female, like the only female lead you got in that group within the first week. It's pretty stupid. Goes back to I can't even remember what that was called. 
Um, well, I know he can win it. Um, uh, sanity. Sanity, yeah. They brought yeah. them tore it apart straight away. Yeah. So, yeah, so, if you want to go through the list, we'll just make quick notes of where they might be. Yeah, so most notable names, if you exclude Harry Smith, because he wasn't really a main roster. Um, Keith Lee, Carrion Cross, Nia Jax, Ember Moon, Eva Marie, which they made a big deal about bringing back, and she had vignettes and everything, because <laughs> she's gone already. Um, Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metalik, who I believe were also already asking for their release on multiple occasions. No, them two kind of asked for their release, so I can see them yeah, chipping back to Mexico. Good. Obviously, AEW because obviously Kalisto turned up the other day on AEW. And then just, and at least they've always got Triple A as well, where yeah. I think that, you know, I reckon that'd be a decent draw on Triple A. Repackage them, maybe take away any kind of comedy aspects and just make them high flying mm-hmm. luchadors. Well, I'm interested in what, actually what Grandma Talit can do because he seems really, really good. Like as a wrestler, like a high flying wrestler, I think he'll fit in perfectly in anywhere he goes. Really, I'm still just baffled about Keith. But the more stuff I read online, the more people are reporting that he did have a bad attitude. Well, some now, people are saying he had a bad attitude. He's saying that he got when he got COVID, he had to pay for all his medical treatment, and the company didn't pay for it. It's like, like, do I believe him? Maybe, yeah, probably, but you I know. Mean, I mean, I can understand him having a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And if they were saying, okay, yeah, look at the size of you. You built you up. You're a double champion. Right, yeah, we need you to go out onto Raw and we need you to job to, I don't know, na- na- I don't know name somebody on Raw who's just like average. Dolph Ziggler, probably. Dolph Ziggler. Okay, yeah, we need you to go job to Dolph Ziggler. I can understand him turning around and going, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, especially if you're trying to build him up and like the new flipping gimmick that he had was pretty pretty racist. Yeah, yeah it felt just a bit you know. Apparently that was his idea. If that was his idea, fucking must be crazy. I, he put a tweet idea. out about it. Um I was I was gonna mention that when he's been someone said about it, someone said that Bear Cat was his idea and his response was um no it wasn't full stop oh no sorry no full stop it wasn't full stop lol was his response to their tweet oh okay that's <laughs> thing. but it just it does baffle me that they not only did he come up as double champion or he was double champion he had like he was in the final of the Survivor Series match against Roman Reigns and at little points it looked like he was gonna win and then yeah and like Roman gave him the rubbing just do nothing same with Cameron Cross they built him up to be a monster He's, he was one of the best NXT champions of a fair long time and they bring him up and he loses his first match to Jeff Hardy they give him in that gimp suit that he <laughs> give him and then he just he just fell off the face of the earth all of a sudden so they tried to give him a few chances on Raw it didn't really pan out the crowd didn't respond to him and I, I like him I think he's an absolute killer I reckon he could have been something big well not but- when intended he probably got back to his killer cross it well, exactly, but I think Vince expected, like, okay, cool, um, we're going to give him four roars, and if the audience don't stop being so bitter towards him, then it ain't looking good. Yeah, but it takes... You can't have, like, four fucking... You can't do that, you can't have four roars and be like, oh, that's your like little time period to get over. 
It takes ages to get over. It's not like an instant flipping thing, is it? I think at this point, Vince is just like, you know what? I've not got time for this. It's sink or swim. So he'll throw them out there. If they do well, then they'll get elevated and they'll get given chances. If it falls flat, then I think he's, he's just like, look, I haven't got time for this. I think he's selling, uh, I think he's selling up shop. Oh, I don't. Like, I, think I did at one point. Shop, I don't yeah. think he is. I just don't think he cares as much. Yeah, announcing big profits and then release. Like, I agree with what he's done, what you said, everything you've just said there, James. The only thing that he's starting to kind of become apparent to me is how can, like, they say, like, oh, it seems like bad attitude always seems to be, like, a cop-out because we've been straight down the line at Blunt. Like, you can't release Keith Lee for having a bad attitude when you've got one of the Usos on his sixth DUI case. Yeah, yeah, probably. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and it. but then on the same token, like, they can't keep getting it wrong. Like, they've given him matches to get it in. He's got, at some point, somebody's got to realise that it's not a talent issue. It's a creative issue because looking at the list of every single person that's been released, there's some huge, huge names in there. And then it's not all of their fault. It can't, I refuse to believe that not every single one of them can't get over with the WWE audience. It has to be a talent issue. Just looking at the other set of releases now, like Bobby Fish, I know that he had injury things, but he was still a talent. Bronson Reed was their US title holder or the Northern, whatever he is. Yeah. For for a little bit, Mercedes Martinez, she was knocking around in the thing and then she got her head kicked off by Zyla and then she got released. And now she's in the main event of Impact Turning Point against Mickey James for the title. So it just seems like they can't they keep dropping the ball. Like they can't just keep missing a trick. The only problem is going back to kind of bringing it around full circle is as much as I do want to see all these dream matches that are getting proposed in AEW, they are getting to a point where it's very, very saturated and you are almost forced into watching it dark on a Tuesday, um, Rampage on a Friday dynamite on a wednesday just to be able to see all of these wrestlers like tony khan unbelievable what he's doing dropping um daniel bryan onto the pre-show on rampage to get like all eyes on that show but it's a it's a big commitment to be having to watch wrestling three days a week just to see certain talent i think i think rampage is going to go hour and a half probably by january just to, just, to fit, just to fit everybody in, it ain't going to be an hour anymore. It's going to be an hour and a half. But then I suppose you've got three hours worth of Raw. I think the best thing that WWE could do would be to take that hour slot off Raw and just go back down to two hours. Because I, I couldn't tell you the last time that I've sat down and watched a Raw from start to finish. Oh. Years. Smackdown is just about bearable. Yeah, and that's a it's two like hours. It's passable. Not NXT barely caught up with it. Don't even know what's going on after end. After that, whatever happened to me, whatever, and like I come back, like I'm just picking and choosing what I want to watch now. Yeah, like, like AEW yeah. is my, like, quality, main, my main weekly show. NXT. I know everyone's saying it's quality and this and that. It's just finding the time. You know what I mean? Just to catch up on everything It's finding the time. You gotta really pick and choose now. I'm not picking sides or whatever, because obviously I'm, I'm a fan of wrestling like everywhere. Like, but you gotta really kind of pick and choose what you want to watch and what you want to select now, because there's so much going on. There's so many dream matches in different promotions, even GCW. 
like I still haven't watched Mox versus Gage yet and I heard Mox versus Suzuki was great as well I mean like I'm just kind of catching up with things on Twitter you know I'm not I'm not really kind of watching for the only thing I'm watching really fully is probably AEW and that's just about taking most of my time and like I'm catching up slightly on New Japan here and there when I get a chance yeah, you know, I haven't had a chance to watch Bound for Glory yet never mind if I've anything else from Impact they're not Impact they're making big moves and all that but like you know it's just finding the time to just get through it all isn't it? yeah it's becoming the same for everyone Raw I've got two things I think the last time that I watched a full Raw all the way through was the last time they did a I know it would have been it would have been a Raw after Wrestlemania not this year but last year because last year's was so awful, and I think we spoke about it. That I didn't even bother to watch this one all the way through. But that's their that's their easiest thing. Like the Raw after WrestleMania should always be a big hit. When they do them special Raws, they've got like that, like the old school Raw. Yeah, I thought even the ladder match was good. Was awful. No, I thought the ladder match was pretty good, and I thought uh, like Finn versus Chad Gable from last week was pretty good as well. And the finish was pretty in- interesting. I mean, like obviously. Finn one but like Chad Gable kind of like I don't know what they're doing with him but he should be flipping like a Kurt Angle by now yeah. well, Raw, it was Chad Gable versus um, Big E they had a match and Chad Gable even though obviously he lost yeah. he came out of it looking fucking amazing like, like I... doing like dead weight suplexes to Big E Who's like three hundred pounds? I was like, Jesus Christ! Well, Chad Gable, something else, man. His little powerhouse, he is. Uh, it looks like they're setting up something between Otis and Big E, so that might be a, a few down the line. That might be one of uh, Big E's challenges. Which, not gonna lie, something a bit different. Like, Chad Gable for me, like, he's just throwing something else right now. You know, a different that, level. I don't, I don't want to spoil Raw if you're gonna watch it, but they have set up. Um, looks like they set up for Big E's next kind of program outside of Survivor Series. So, yeah, Otis. Otis. I think it'll be. It wasn't Otis, but it's, I think it'll be decent if it's if they let them have free reign. I think it'll be. Oh really... no, sorry, Kevin Owens. The end. Oh, so yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, so Kevin Owens the author. So I think if they give him free reign and let him be the heel that he's, yeah, put the business at doing in terms of Mate, his KO's the next to jump man I'm telling you exactly no one knows what's happening with him KO's the next to jump man January I'm telling you I did he's, gonna do, he's gonna do his rumble spot and then call up Uncle TK yeah get him across um, Kyle O'Reilly's contract ends the end of this month I think that's, um, that, that's that another one so he's, his contract runs at the end of this month so whether they do it or not, or whether he goes back with Bobby Fish and just recreates Red Dragon, which I would imagine then TK will be first on the list to sign them both up as a tag team, and then bolster his tag team even more. Hello. Hello. Why are you doing my swing? Hello, Rose. <laughs> Hello, Rose. Hello. <laughs> yeah, like, like. Like Kyle is like you know the, all, all they need is bloody Kyle and Roderick and they've been back to square one, isn't it? Yeah, they're literally they're literally straight back to well the undisputed era, but they could have Red Dragon, they'd have the Young Bucks, they'd have if they get Red Dragon, that's a big 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 get for them if they get Kyle. 
I'm, just, I'm sure Adam Cole's probably in his ear and Bobby Fish and be like, look, they ain't doing nothing. I'd just, re- I'd just reform the Undisputed Era, give them a new name, and then have them go against the Elite. Because, yeah, you know, the, the Adam Cole turn is going to come, it's just when. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not if, it's when. So, yeah. Because I think they wanted Kyle O'Reilly to be a big star by himself on NXT, and, and that has yeah, failed and, uh, so yeah. miserably. It's It's sad to watch. The, the guy is bland and no reaction, but he's good in the ring. Yeah, he's, he's just, a good talent, yeah. He's a great so, talent in the ring. The I reason think, why Undisputed Era did so well is because they've got Adam Cole as the mouthpiece, and he can, he can sell anything to anyone. I think they'll fit in. If his contract is up, oh, they're going to just sort of really, but he'd be in one of the 10 releases, I think, if his contract's going up right now. Yeah, I think he'll be one of the ten as well. Yeah. As long as Dexter Loomis survives, that's all I care. <laughs> yeah, fucking Dexter Loomis, man. Dexter Loomis has to survive. <laughs> right, I think we got more of that bullshit out of the way, well, not bullshit, but, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Um, At least, just one last thing, at least the women's division is safe of getting injured now. No, uh, fucking hell. Well, yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a small silver lining. Is she there. vaccinated or not? That's the no, question. No, apparently not. Some people are saying she ain't. She's saying I had a mental health break or whatever. Where the hell is AJ? Does anybody know? Come back. I'm raw. Has he? Because yeah, like, almost is like running around by himself, fucking knocking people out, which I found quite fair, entertaining. I think it's safe to... Look, if regarding Nia Jax, the final... I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I'm never going to have to speak about Nia Jax again, ever. <laughs> The final thing I'm going to say to her is, thank God she can't injure anyone else anymore. I hope that her mental health improves and she'll be most remembered for creating Becky Lynch. Yeah. The yeah. gimmick. That's it. Yeah, that punch, yeah. Yep. And then that's the last time I'm ever going to speak of her. <laughs> yeah, good for you, Nia Jax. I want to see Nyla Rose versus Nia Jax now. What? No, don't, no. <laughs> don't throw that out in the universe, no. Don't throw no. that out into the universe, <laughs> fucking hell. I do not want to see her destroy and really hurt Britt Baker. Oh, fucking hell. I thought Nyla Rose would do that, but, you know. I reckon TK is a subscriber to the podcast. He's going to do it now just for you, James. <laughs> I think I mean, TK we... is there to piss you off. I'm like, Uncle TK, can you just make this thing happen for me? I survived death. Can you please help me with just one little thing? Name it after Fisher as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, one little last note um, before we get on to Full Gear. New Japan have uh, announced the Wrestle Kingdom main event um, for night one. Because they're having three nights, which is crazy. And it's really coming up fast, which is insane. Like after Christmas, has got like New Year Wrestle Kingdom. You got one week of Wrestle Kingdom. It's a madness. Um, you got Okada versus Shingo with Okada running around with the old belt, which is just weird as hell. Like I'm not saying it's not going to be a good match. I'm just saying that the booking is pretty strange right now. I mean, when he come out with the old belt, everybody's like, "Yeah, he's come out with the old belt," but it's like, what are you doing with the old belt? You know what I mean? I understand you won the G1 and he's calling himself the G1 champion, but it's like, 
if he wins, does he get rid of that other belt and just like hold the old belt? It's like the booking's really weird of it. And um, you got Murphy, the 205 Live Superstar versus Okada, the best Japanese wrestler of the past decade, arguably against the 205 standout in Murphy on Saturday. I think it's live on fight. Saturday, like it's called Battle in the Valley or something like that. Uh, yeah, uh, a bit of a mad one to be fair. Didn't quite see that coming, but fair play. Fair play to Murphy. I know he's going to lose, but I just want to see, like, how he works against Okada because Matt is like that's the litmus test, basically. You know what I mean? To get into like New Japan abroad, if Okada's like, yeah, you're really good, he'll bring you in to New Japan. Like so, that's like Murphy. If Murphy has a really, really decent match, then he'll be like. The first one to get a visa to grow board, you know, and you have a main against you have a main event spot against like one of the best in the in the company. It's a big deal. I can't see him dropping the ball. He was an unbelievable wrestler when he was in WWE, um, two hundred five live or whatever kind of stuff. He was the stuff with Seth Rollins was probably his biggest exposure. So he's going to have a good match regardless. But I, I think whatever happens, he's going to be elevated to another level after his match with Ricardo I think he'll I don't think he'll be short of work put it that way as long as they put on an absolute I mean I, I can't imagine it being a bad match but if if Murphy wants to go to that next level it's then got, yeah, sorry. The, like, mash it it's got to be like good to great you know yeah. what I mean it's got to fall in that fucking caliber because you know if you have a shit match against Ricardo you fucking you are not flipping, you know, worthy of being in that company. I hate to say, it. you know, he's, he's gotta, he's gotta have a banger. Like it's, it's all pressure on him. It's no pressure on Okada. You know, all the pressures know. on him. You know. What tournament was it the other day? The tag team invitational tournament. Taka Minen, Taka, Taka Minen, Taka, Taka Minen, that's not fun. Yeah, he's been announced for that as well. Just while you were talking about wrestling, just because I don't know why that sprung into mind, I forget why. But Taka's great. Taka's yeah, great. I think he was class, man. Taka's Unfortunately, great. they'll always be remembered for getting thrown out of the ring in Royal Rumble 2000 by Big Boss Man. Yeah, but I like that. You know, Taka's like Taka, like he used to introduce Zach to the ring and stuff like that, which is pretty interesting. So I thought that'd be fun. But yeah. Uh, Let's get on to oh just another sign note uh, in Dynamite you got about well, Dynamite's like tomorrow in it you've got um, Daniel Bryson Bryan versus Rocky Romero the two uh, LA Dojo trainees back in the ring again so okay. you might be seeing Daniel Bryan in New Japan soon maybe not at Wrestle Kingdom this year unless they have been do something special with the visa or something but. It'll be around. Well, they need they need some connection between AEW and New Japan because I mean it, it was always kind of Moxley, wasn't it? But I think that's kind of very much been put on oh, hold. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Moxley, um, getting his treatment for yeah alcohol related issues. Uh, I've just got his book. Uh, I haven't really read all through it yet, but the first one or two chapters I read were pretty interesting, and I heard him on the podcast with Jericho, which is. Well, I didn't realise that him, Renee, and their new baby, they basically they lived in Nevada. Now, 
I was reading an article and it basically says in if you if you suffer with any kind of like affliction, be it drugs, alcohol, Nevada is not the place to be because yeah, course, yeah, you can basically you can drink on the streets, you can you know, it, it's a good place to go to for a good time. So apparently <clears throat> he's done his stint at the rehab that he was at and now they've relocated and I believe they're moving to Ohio. Yeah. Um, so they've got a place there and obviously I think he's going to continue with his treatments. But props to the guy for, you know, realising there was an issue and kind of dealing with it before it caused harm or did anything bad. So, yeah, I hope the guy gets the help he needs and gets back to doing what he's best at. Yeah, I think you got to give him props for kind of like releasing his book and then be like, look, I'm going into treatment. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a big step to get the well, help you need. Like, if anybody does need help, like, just reach out to somebody. I kind of enjoyed, the, you know, the punk promo before the Eddie Kingston thing. Like, it was like, you know, if you need help, just ask for help. And it's, there's no shame in asking for help. Yeah. Like, I've been there. Like, obviously, whatever happened when I had COVID, obviously, you had to... If I stayed at home an extra day, I wouldn't be here talking to any of you lot or something. You know, asking for help, no matter like what the problem is, the most brave thing you can do, really. Yeah, it really is, man. Yeah, sorry to bring you on there. Sad uh-huh. note, but, uh, shout out to JR as well. I don't like, you know, having skin yeah, cancer. Skin cancer. And still working as well. Some madness. Like, you were like uh, saying, Sean, like, I didn't see the picture of his leg. But, you know. Oh, I did. It was, it was grim. Did you see the picture, James? Yeah, that that should have been treated long before he went to the doctors. Yeah, so I'm still working as well, which is madness to me. It's like, it's that kind of age, though, isn't it? Like that kind of generation. They're like, well, I'm not gonna let this stop me. Just get on. You know, there's nothing he can do. You know, obviously he's gonna have his. I believe it was radiotherapy. So I mean, there's not else he can do. But I mean, if he's if he's okay in himself, then well, yeah, he will carry on working. He's 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 that kind of that kind of person, yeah, I suppose. Fair do, isn't it? Fair do, to the bloke. Just I know he's only working one day a week, but still, kind of cancer's not a freaking nice thing. Like, I know that we have taken the piss out of him before, like with some of the like you know yeah, of course, dates yeah, he's yeah. made on commentary and stuff. But that announced team would be lost without him. Yeah, of course. Not 100%. Yeah. Like, as good as Excalibur is and Taz is, they're not a JR. And, like, Jericho is very good. He's gone, he's grown leaps and bounds in terms of commentary skills. But again, he's not JR. Yeah, JR kind of, you know, when he made the jump, he kind of made it, you know, AEW legit. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, commentary. Like, yeah, you know they, they needed someone. Yeah, they needed someone. And JR is just like the voice of pro wrestling in America. Well, talking about commentators, did you hear that Michael Cole is reported that he's actually lost 65% of his hearing? Well, just with Vince shouting in his ear. Well, no, just, well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, probably. But no, he's um he's actually working and, um, yeah, he's actually got 65% hearing loss. So, obviously, at the moment, they're doing stuff to accommodate and make sure that he can do his job well. But what ties him with what you've just said is he needs to be able to hear what Vince is saying from the back while on commentary. So hopefully, um, 
I, I don't know what. There's not really anything you can do if you lose your hearing. You lose your hearing, but it's Man, a bit of. A... I've had that problem. Like I've had, they might have like, what they call it, tightness or like. That's it. Yeah, I get that like really late in the night time still, that ringing mm. in my ears, like on my right ear. It's mainly was in my right ear. When I, had I mean, WWE commentary need Michael Cole. Like I, 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 I used to be. I couldn't stand him, but as time's gone on, you realise, yeah, he is. Yeah, and then that probably above everyone else, isn't it? Yeah, I mean yeah. Corey Graves is good, but he's not Michael Cole. Like you know, we're talking about like, like he must have ringing it, probably ringing in his ear now, and it's not easy to fucking do anything when you got that ringing in your ear. Trust me, it's not exactly. You can mess. Balance it can throw everything off. Yeah, it throws me off because I have it. I get it just before I go to sleep, and it's really difficult for me to sleep with that like ringing in my right ear going on. But uh, yeah, uh, enough about me. Um, let's get on to the Saturday pay per view. Uh, full gear this year. It's a. Uh, I don't think it's as good as the last pay per view, but there's still a few interesting matches on there. Like that, I'm pretty interested in. Like, it's got a pretty consistent card. Yeah, consistent. I'm in two of the matches. Consistent ish. You know what I mean? There's like a few matches on there that I'm really interested in, but some I'm not. You know what I'll I mean? give props to AEW that they've managed to set up CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston a week before the pay per view, and it's a match I'll want to watch so much. Oh, yeah, like I'm gonna watch Rampage, but you told me about the promo the was pretty set up for that. It's it's basically an eight minute promo just setting up the match, and then pair just going backwards and forwards, dropping some truth, uh, pff, harsh truths, and then it ended in a fight. I was like, this is amazing. They've literally managed to put on a match a week before a pay per view that has a build as good as it could have been weeks yeah I think Punk versus Kingston should be an absolute banger and the only other one I'm really looking forward to is Omega versus Hangman but it's more curiosity than anything the one for me like they'll go through the card like uh, like you just talked about Omega Hangman it's like if you don't pull the trigger on Hangman now they're never going to pull the trigger let's just put it that way I don't think it's Hangman's time if not, but like, if they don't pull the trigger on him now, they're never gonna pull the trigger, because he's lost like too many times. He'll be lost too many times now. Yeah, he lost too many big matches. Yeah, I think too it's many told big him. matches. Yeah. I think it's gonna tie in for who wins that. Will depend on what happens in the yeah the uh, tournament final. I think yeah. whoever wins that tournament final will decide for me who then wins. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So if Brian wins then, it. He's gonna face Omega. And I think he'll take the title. And I think yeah. if Miro wins, I think it'll be against Hangman Page, and then Miro will take the loss. Yeah, I, I can't see, I can't see Brian not winning that match for some reason. And I can't see if they do pull the trigger on Hangman Page, he can then be just a transitional champion. Yeah. Champion. Yeah. So I, I don't see Hangman beating Brian. No. Like, but then like, but where does that leave Hangman? He just leaves him in the dust again, isn't it? Yeah, it's a title. <laughs> like Lance Archer, losing big match after big match and then just losing all of his momentum. Yeah, like, if you're going to pull the trigger, you got to pull the trigger on him. I hate to say it. You know, my favourite one is uh, 
like my favorite women woman is Mr. Britt Baker. Uh, like Tyre Conti, she cannot run the rope, so I don't know how this match is gonna end up. Like if you watch her matches, she doesn't like run the ropes at all. Like I don't know, I don't know if you've noticed it or anybody else has noticed it, but for me, like when you look at her in the ring, she doesn't go off the ropes. No, I can't say that. I will look out for you now you've mentioned it. Yeah, so now you've mentioned it, I'll, I'll look out for it, but I can't say I never noticed to be honest. Oh, yeah, I've, like, I noticed it from like, day one. I think. She can't run the ropes. Like, what do you mean, like, she can't run the ropes? You mean, like, she's not got enough momentum that she can't spring off them, or do you mean that... She just doesn't know how to use the ring. Okay. You know, like, running across the, the no ring. No ring awareness, basically. Yeah, no ring awareness. Like, she can do all the takedowns and throws and whatever, all the MMA moves, but like, this is pro wrestling, and you kind of, like... If you're going against Britt Baker, who's... I don't see Britt Baker losing the title anytime soon. Nah, no, nah, Britt, Britt Baker's going to hold that women's title until... Uh, God that, knows, when. Yeah, like... Until Charlotte Flair gets Until Charlotte Flair turns up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It takes something like Charlotte Flair getting signed for her to lose that belt. Yeah. <laughs> We're obviously talking about Mira and Danielson. It'll probably be a pretty good match. Knowing Danielson, he's putting banger after banger. So. Well, they've wrestled before. Yeah. So, I mean, at least they'll be comfortable together. Like, I can imagine that it wouldn't take much. Like, it, I, I can imagine them paired. There wouldn't need to be much prep. Yeah, like, I think they'd literally just go in, put on an absolutely wicked match, and it wouldn't be much effort to them. Yeah, uh, the flipping inner circle, whatever thing doesn't really interest me. It's Who's facing Sammy Guevara for the... Nobody, it's like a 10-man yeah, like tag fight. or something, like a street fight, 10-man tag. It's not really... What, uh, Darby Allen has he got a match? Yeah, he's got MJF. Oh, okay. So the the build up for that was been been being pretty good as well. Can Darby like, Allen eat another loss? No. But can MJF eat a loss? I was gonna say yes. Yeah, MJF's oh. So that's one. another interesting one, and you can see AD taking a loss against Punk. But if AD gets the win against Punk, that sets him up for fucking, you know, a long time. I think Eddie Kingston's eat. I've got a, I've got a feeling that that match is going to end as a no contest. Yeah, no. in the Maybe, promo, yeah. Kingston basically said, "He goes, I don't care if I win or lose. I just want to fight you. That's all good and fair, but obviously, I think now with Mox's absence, I can see Eddie Kingston getting a significant push. Yes, yeah. So I'd imagine that that." promo that they put on had this not happened to Mox I think it would have actually been Mox versus Punk yeah probably yeah, but obviously so, Mox was in the title tournament didn't he so well yeah he was actually yeah, but so I don't know I've got a feeling it's going to be a no contest or Punk wins but they're going to end up destroying one another yeah like I said Allen versus MJF is an interesting one as well like I don't know who's going to take the loss there It'll be a particular one, and then finally, I'm excited for the Christian Cage match. See, I'm not. Uh, that, I'm sorry, carry on. I'm not that excited about it because it's like a I think I'm much more excited about the people that are involved oh, more God. than the actual the actual because it's not really been like much beyond. I know they've had back and forwards going forward, but it's not been some. It's just been interferences. Well, it was the match. It's like um, a 
no Christian Cage man. in Jurassic Express versus Adam Cole and the Young Bucks in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got like two kind of like no DQ matches on the card, which is a bit of strange booking. I can see Christian eating a lot of lot. Now he's lost the um, Impact title. I think, I think when Tony Khan signed him, he was probably obligated to say, "Okay, come on, come on to the brand. I'm going to make you a champion." That's been, you know, that that's been done. And from this point on, I can see Christian eating a lot of losses going forward, if I was to guess. Yeah, and being that person that kind of just is used now just to put over younger talent, the big yeah. stuff that's going to get the name on there. And the veteran do you Yeah, it makes sense. It's so, unfortunate, but it does make sense. Yeah, so kind of like you got Wednesday and you got Friday and then you got that on Saturday, which is like... Boy, so, like, is he going to pull any surprises out of the hat as well? Because, boy, can well, you... Can, can any of can the you... stars show up at that pay-per-view? <sighs> if their contracts are fucking done. Yeah. But, can they give them a, a no-complete clause if their contract has been terminated due yeah. to essentially liquidation of a company? I don't think they can. I know that Vince has apparently tried to... for the, Certainly for some of the NXT stars... Um, and the people that have been promoted from NXT, apparently they still got 30-day no-compete clauses and he tried to block it to yeah. go to the normal one and he failed. Yeah. Um, so I believe that, um, like, Karrion Cross, Keithley, etc., I think they've still only got 30-day 30 30 no-compete yeah. clauses rather than the 90 that the main roster get. I don't think that you'll see any of the NXT people show up. I don't think it's possible. I think they'll have literally missed the deadline probably by about 10 days. But Ring of Honor... Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Brody King or a fucking or a, a, a Jade Lethal or something. Yeah, because even if it's in the crowd or the group of them just standing together, kind of thing. Like, yeah, because like the coup he pulled off on that last pay per view, it takes a lot to have been top line. I don't think there is. The, the, that's the thing that Tony Khan's kind of renowned for at this point. Every pay-per-view he does seems to be a significant surprise. And that's not a good thing because if you do it too much, people are going to watch pay-per-views expecting it. Yeah. And then it won't. And then people will be like, well, that was a shit pay-per-view. pay-per-view yeah. Yeah, I think it, it falls in for me as well. Like, it's just very convenient that... I'll say very convenient. It's not convenient, but it's very, like, coincidental that Ring of Honor has kind of released all their talent and then if you look at some of the matches, you've got Brian Danielson, you've got CM Punk, you've got Adam Cole and the Young Bucks all in matches. It just it kind of, like what James just said, like you expect some sort of something to happen. I think for me, it just feels like, oh, well, is someone going to come out and face off with Brian Danielson if he wins? Is someone going to come and set up a match against CM Punk if he wins? Is it going to be some sort of running somewhere? It's not yeah, like it and does you got, you got two street there. fights as well. Yeah, and I think... I think it depending on how I think it's going to be very for me watching this because um, I watch it live. It's going to be the way that the matches are set up because there's a big fear of getting burnt out because you can't have the inner circle match for example that has to go some sort of distance. You can't have that in like eight or nine minutes. You know? 
Omega versus Adam Page isn't going to be a short match. No, uh, the Bulls Count Anywhere match isn't going to be a short match. Punk versus yeah. Kingston ain't going to be short. MJ yeah, versus Adam ain't going to be short. It's not going to be short. You could probably get away with it being an absolute like 100 miles an hour for a couple of minutes, but even like the Lucha Bros versus Fear the Revival, that's not going to be a short match. I think there's a, there's a fear here that they haven't got a match looking at the card that I think can break it up a little bit to give you that that little bit of a rest, that little bit of a like kind of. I think it's going to go four hours. See, I've got a feeling it's going to be four. It'll be about three and a half. Three and a half, four hours tops. Like, if you're going to fit everything in, you got to cut something then. There's none of those matches apart from the women's matches. I was saying the women's one could be short. Everything else is kind of like you kind of have to give them space and time, and it. MJF Darby Allen doesn't have to be long. That could be that could be a ten minute match, including entrances. It doesn't have to be long. No, but then like you, if it you're trying to build them to be the next fucking pillars of your company, you're gonna have to give them some time, man. I don't have to give him time. I don't know. MJF versus Darby Allen is an interesting match because you've got two stars there. You look at them and you just know that in the next over the next five years they're going to be big, and they're going to be a very big part of AEW and AEW's success. Yeah, of course. So, like, yeah, they should be given the time to have a wicked match, but I don't think it's necessary at this point. Like, I'm surprised that they're actually facing one another. I actually, I completely missed it. Well, we were discussing, like, buying tickets if they ever come over here. Like, obviously, you got your CM Punk shirt. Yeah. Ready to go. Street Fighter versus CM Punk. Courtesy of me. Uh, yeah, like, if they ever come over here, I'm buying tickets. Like... Oh, 100%. I, I think they can fill up an arena here, no problem. Just quickly, just because it's on my mind, you mentioned buying tickets. Um, the WWE European Tour, the Liverpool House Show, um, got to watch Cesaro versus Walter, and apparently it was meant to be insane. Yeah, them right, too. But where is Walter? Like, you can't just stick him on house shows. Just bring, him, just bring him in. Like, if you cut in all these people, you're going to have to replace them with people. And Walter's, like, the one guy where you can replace, like... I think Walter's surpassed NXT UK yeah, now. Yeah, of course, yeah. And he does, he does belong on the main roster. I think, I think he surpassed NXT 2.0. That's kind of like... Oh, he's well past it. Yeah. Even he, though Imperium are now the NXT tag champ, so it would actually make sense. Yeah, of course. But he needs to be on SmackDown or fucking Raw by now. Yeah. I don't, I don't see... I've got a feeling he doesn't want to relocate. I've just got a feeling, and I've read some articles like saying he does not want to move to the states. It's like, well, you're kind of in the wrong profession then. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're in a profession where you know you will be asked to relocate. Yeah, you haven't really got the choice, have you? You're stuck in there. As as much as I love him, and like me and you, James, you've seen him in some wild matches. Uh, Oh, and we've seen him like do some stuff I just I just don't want to see another person that I've got like a strong affiliation to someone that I've seen come up through like because he's not like I didn't really watch indie wrestling for a long time and he's only recently and I like thankfully I hit it kind of right at the right time with like UK wrestling to see a lot of these people come through but yeah. I don't want to see another person get put onto the main roster 
and, and just wasted. Like he's going to get put on the main roster when he loses to Jeff Hardy, or he, as good as Jeff Hardy is, but he loses to Jeff Hardy, or he loses to like someone part of a tag team or something like that. And then all of us Bobby Roode or fucking Ziggler. could be anything. Funnily enough, I actually found the video um, on my Facebook feed of when we saw when we went to Fight Club Pro in Wolverhampton, and like there's literally I've got the video of Walter two foot away from us chopping the ever-loving shit out of someone and putting someone through a table yeah and you were like I, I don't Eddie even know you like I don't even know who Eddie Kingston was but I saw him back then I had to ask James who Eddie Kingston was when we saw him live I'm like it's mad isn't it I was, when I was first seen him I didn't know who he was and like like when he came out because he didn't come out to music the first time I seen him and I thought he was a little bit shit and like he was like the way that he was on the mic I just thought oh, like you're playing up to the crowd um, and then next time because they built into like a little bit of a storyline he come out and like everyone went wild and I thought who is this geezer and then like I started to kind of clock on and realise like ah oh, this is like someone good because they never like as good as Fight Club Pro were they never really made a big deal of anyone like I come from the toilet um, and Oh, what's his name? Will Ospreay. He was in a match. And they didn't really make a big deal of it. He was just having a match. And I thought, that's a pretty big star to kind of... Yeah, of course, yeah. Not do well, like a big thing about it. Big star now-ish. Yeah, like, um, yes, but like, Eddie Kingston, I think he's... he's I would, as a bold statement as this is, I do think he's probably the best promo in wrestling at the moment. If you were to just give someone a, the Ooh. mic, go and fill hey. 10 minutes unscripted. I think you'd be hard pushed in. I'm I'm him and CM Punk. After watching AEW the other day, I think I think Kingston is a great promo. Like, like I said, I think like you know, obviously, just circling quickly back to Murphy and because you're about to, on talking about Osprey. I mean, like Okada was the one who brought Osprey in, so it's kind of like could be the same thing with Murphy. You know what I mean? Is there any news on if Fight Club Pro is actually going to be returning? Um, due to the uh, the ramifications of one of the owners, I, I don't think it will be coming back, unfortunately. Unless it comes back. I think UK, UK Indies are swallowed up apart from Rev Pro, which is a shame. Like WWE kind of swallowed all of them up. kind of given up on NXT UK and actually airing it consecutively. Where are Mustache Mountain? Are they on NXT UK? Um, yeah, they are. They're well, they're meant to be on NXT UK. Um, I haven't watched them. They are. I think they. I know that. We well, we would have known them as Schadenfreude, but Aussie Open, the tag team, they're in the yeah. stable with Will Ospreay now. In I think it might be Rev Pro. Yeah, yeah. Aussie Open, obviously okay. meant, meant to be part of uh, the part of the Empire in like new the part meant to be coming to New Japan, but obviously with visa problems and. Covid restrictions and whatever. Well, what's his name? Still in Japan, uh, isn't it? The other one had a Schadenfreude. Is it Nick Brooks? Um, yeah, Chris Brooks. Chris, yeah, he's still in Japan. He's in uh, what do we call it? Um, what's the federation? DDT. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Japanese one. He's done a bit well. Like he was when we were speaking to him before. He said that when NXT UK started. Um, and all like they came sweeping in for all like the indie wrestlers in the UK he was one of the people that was asked to join and he said no he was like why would I go there when I can all of a sudden now my stock has raised tenfold 
to go like to be a booking on indie wrestling because I'm the the best of the rest, so to speak. Yeah, it worked out well for him because the exposure got him a move into Japan. I'm not like huge on Japanese wrestling, but I'm guessing to be like an established one that's known across the border, you've got to be something decent. So I imagine DDT for the matches that I've watched of his have been decent. They seem like they have pretty good production value. He was DDT champion within the first month of going there, if yeah. I remember correctly. And um... well, what is in big matches? Yeah, uh, yeah. What else was I going to mention? Oh yeah. Um... The Sopranos film, The Many Saints in Newark, is great. If you're a Sopranos fan, I've heard really good things about that as well. It is a really good film. It's kind of like if if you're a Sopranos fan, you'll enjoy it. But if you're just watching it as a standalone, I don't think you're gonna get everything. Kind of like you'll enjoy it as a movie. The film, but you wouldn't get all the references. Yeah, you won't get all the references. Yeah, yeah. like even James had to like because obviously this that was the first thing I kind of saw before. But the first thing I actually saw after I came out of the hospital, so it's kind of like I didn't even, even remember that. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't watched it, so it kind of like had to remind me of certain bits and pieces and who narrated it and things like that. So, yeah, I'll have to check it out. I mean, I've, I've watched bits of the Soprano yeah. series, but I'll probably I'll watch like a couple of synopsis things just to get an idea or back into the swing of things. Yeah, I've and uh, other than Squid Games. On Netflix and ages, to be honest. Yeah, I haven't watched Squid Games yet. I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it. So, I heard it's great. So It is good. The dubbing's terrible. The dubbing's absolutely horrendous. But, uh, yeah, people say, like, watch the dubbing in. Well, did you hear the funny story about the creator of it, the guy who produced it? So, he got paid a set amount of money by Netflix, because Netflix kind of got it. And they were like, okay, yeah, we think that this will do pretty well. So next Netflix paid him, you know, even sending to goes, put it this way, I'm not rich. That's what the guy who made it and produced it said. And it's ended up being like the top grossing thing that Netflix have ever done. And it beat Stranger Things. And then he had another interview and he burst out laughing and going, well, yes, I'm making a season two. And yes, I'll be asking for a lot more money. <laughs> it's like, hey, good man. Fair play to him as well. He's keyed up for a second season, but he's got them now. He's literally got them to ransom because he can essentially oh, yeah. get his price. Yeah, of course, yeah. But and I'm going to say, no, it's like 100 million people. So 100 million accounts have watched it now. Mm-hmm across the whole of the world and I think they had when it came out they had like 10 million new subscribers yeah but the thing is with Netflix it's not consistent yeah like bringing out decent stuff I mean like tomorrow with Disney Plus you got Shang-Chi so you got Hawkeye you got Netflix Netflix are good at bringing stuff out but they're also really good at pulling the trigger too quickly and cancelling stuff yeah. and not giving it a chance they're like the WWE of the streaming world <laughs> Has anyone watched Escape the Undertaker on it? Um, no. On nah, not yet. I've seen clips of it and it looks absolute tribe, man, so <laughs> I probably wouldn't watch it either. So, like, it's like, like Netflix, like, every once in a while, they've got a banger. You know what I mean? Like, WWE has, like, one banging match, like, every three months or something. That's Netflix, like, it's have one banging TV show every four months or whatever where Disney Plus is just like constantly consistent yeah but Netflix will sign up anything you can pitch an idea to Netflix and they'll be like yeah safe we'll give you money do a show yeah but the uh, motherfuckers put the price up every year oh yeah they do okay it's so like a pound but you know a pound's a pound eh? 
I don't even know how much I'll play Netflix anymore. I think it's mine's not nine man. I'll play I'll play fourteen. Mine's fifty yeah, fourteen quid, yeah. Mine might be forty, but I could not tell you. Like just... Disney Plus is like I pay for the year, so it was sixty quid. And there's like consistent product that I enjoy on there. So I don't, At least I don't mind paying for it. I mean they've just added the latest season of American Horror Story and I am thoroughly enjoying it. So you got that. You got Shang Chi tomorrow, the second highest rated Marvel film of all time you got uh, the Hawkeye series you got the Book of Boba Fett you got obviously everything they're chucking on from Star or Fox or whatever it's called you'll have all the Christmas stuff coming on now yeah so get they've got the, the Home Alone movie and whatever movies that, that plus is consistent that's why I don't mind paying whatever I paid for it I think it was I saw the trailer for that. Um, the, is it the Home Alone Christmas? Yeah, movie? yeah, the it new was, Home Alone. Everyone film. was slacking it off. I watched the trailer. I was sitting there laughing. I was like, "This looks decent." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I hate to be that person, but I am gonna watch it." Yeah, but people remember like the Macaulay Culkin thing and him game with Michael Jackson. But you know, we leave that to another day. I don't want to libel. Actually, on Netflix, there's a really yeah. good documentary where you've got. Oh this, yeah, the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist and he yeah, analyzes yeah, yeah. the the brains and like the mannerisms of. There's Super two episodes so far. There's Michael Jackson Freddie and there's Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I wanted to see that. I saw it. Obviously, the Michael Jackson yeah. one's a bit darker than the Freddie Mercury one. Yeah, of course, yeah. But um, yeah, the Michael Jackson one was really good. Very interesting. Well worth a watch. Yeah, there's a anything. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition comes out on the Thursday. 11th. Uh, yep. So. I'm kind if of you've got Series X, you get San Andreas for free. If you've got a PlayStation Five, you get GTA for free, and the like enhanced versions. And no one gets Vice City because everybody Rockstar wants Vice City. That's one everyone wants to play, and there's still what people fork out sixty quid. Yeah, me and James had a bet, and I lost a bit. Yeah, Bash lost that. But Bash decided that Rockstar would only sell the definitive edition for thirty quid, which I was in hysterics at. I was, I was like, like, yeah, but no. you're going to charge people fucking 60 quid for games that are 20 years old. Yep. I'm like, okay. When I found out the pay- price, I was like, yeah, save here, PayPal. Yep. <laughs> James, they're, all they're all remastered, yeah. Like into, I think PlayStation is like 4K and things like that. And I think the Switch They've made them look very good. They do look nice, yeah, but some people are kind of like, it looks like Roblox. But some people are thinking, it. Do you think in but... Rockstar we're going to sell something for 30 quid when they knew they could make 60? I'm sorry, I thought that was laughable. So the, the my, bets have to be made. My interesting part is the fucking radio stations. If they've touched, like, if they've, like, kind of fucking fucked around with the radio stations, I ain't buying it. Well, it's because the, the licenses to the music. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, the licenses are all out of date now, 20 years old. It wouldn't cost them much to renew them, I doubt, because they'd already have a contract in place. All they'd have to do is just turn around and be like, look, can we yeah, just renew some, other, some people might be asking for more paper, innit? It was Rockstar. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, but if I was, imagine if you were like a music, whatever, musician, whatever, and they used your music, what, 20 years ago, and like now you realise you're like worth of whatever because you're not earning money from fucking music or whatever because streaming or whatever but you about. can look at it from the perspective as if there, if it's a musician from 20 or 30 years ago chances are they're not getting paid all that much anyway so why are they going to argue yeah, if, if Rockstar turn around and say okay we'll give you 20 grand or 10 grand to use your song 
and they're probably hard up for well not hard up for money but they're just like yeah so it's 10 grand yeah but bro but think about how many songs are each of those fucking okay GTA 3 was a bit weak but still like there were some you know, questionable yeah. things on the radio that came up so maybe yeah so like you know like about what they put on there is it for being yeah is it like fucking oh, censored or what I love San Andreas, like the soundtrack and the game, just in general. I can dip into that world anytime and just enjoy it. Like, but is is are there are they gonna cut things out for like you know political? If you want some nostalgia, like you can get all the soundtracks and the radio station on Spotify. Yeah, no, Basically. but it's, it's not the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can find some of them. Yeah, but it's still That's not the same. Fucking whipping around Warsaw, <laughs> not <at> midnight. <laughs> Listening to Voice City Radio. <laughs> Yeah, I think you know on the on the um, ports that they did for the iOS, like the first set of ports they did, they cut out the um, Michael Jackson, uh, Billie Jean, you know, that used to be the opening song. When yeah, but I think but when those ports were released, wasn't that round about the time that he was in kind of in trouble again? No, that was just like kind of around his death, and so yeah, I'm surprised they kind of cut it out, like. I get it, like, I get it, like, some people don't want to hear about MJ or whatever. But sometimes you got to kind of separate the fuckery from the artist, and you know what I mean? But I wouldn't never, I would never listen to Gary Glitter, but fucking yeah. fucked up, ain't it? You know, no, how, many, how many fucking tracks are going to cut out now, fucking, because of political correctness? I reckon like, fucking... there's going to have to be a fair few that are quiet, I would imagine. I mean, look at San Andreas, the amount of hip-hop songs they got fucking sexual connotations or misogyny or whatever <laughs> fucking throwing about in there half of the bloody Dr. Dr. Kelly on any of them no yeah. luckily like like half the Dr. Dre songs fucking they got full of misogyny you know what I mean and like how do you I can't see them. I can't see them getting cut to be honest it's GTA that you get what you get like they're aware that's why it's an 18 yeah I guess so and then you've got Pokemon the week after yep 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 and Diamond and Pearl well, I'm playing the new Call of Duty at the moment and the new Forza. Um, Forza is absolutely incredible. Call of Duty is the hardest Call of Duty I've ever played in terms of multiplayer. So much so, I don't know whether I love it or I hate it. I'm kind of on the fence still. I was watching Tim the Tapman play it yesterday and you know, I honestly thought he was going to put his fist through his screen. So I thought, I'm not going to buy that. I've got <laughs> um, Brilliant Diamond pre-ordered, but Oh, Have you got it pre-ordered on the website, or are you getting like a physical edition? Um, I'm gonna get a physical copy. Apparently, you get a little, you get a little Dialga toy if you you pre-order it. Yeah. Uh, see, yeah, that's what stuff. I was gonna do. Yeah, next week I'm thinking about just pre-ordering it. And... My OLED switch came pretty quick, to be fair. Yeah, it was like next day delivery. Yeah, <laughs> so like I still haven't played Metro or anything yet. I just set it up and it's just lying right. there waiting for Pokemon and GTA. <laughs> But yeah, I'm like uh, baking James up at like eight o'clock in the morning. Like, mate, the switch is coming. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciated that. And it wasn't eight o'clock; it was actually like quarter past seven. Well, in the morning. and yeah. I get a phone call like thinking something's wrong, and it's you going, "Oh man, each gun is has been dispatched. It's going to arrive any time." I was like, like, yeah, it's not like me ringing you saying, "Oh man, I'm going back to hospital." Mate, you never call me in the morning. You always have lines, so. Yeah, right now I do, yeah. past seven, I thought, right, he's gone back to the hospital or someone's died or something bad's happened. Yeah, well, <laughs> luckily I'm, uh, I'm COVID-free. 
I'm a Mr. Owner, but I might have a long well, COVID. Well, back, back to normal. COVID free on the men podcast is back. Yeah. Yeah. And we did it an hour, so. Yeah, swing, so I'll leave it there and uh, upload this. Shizzle. James, you want to hit any plugs? Uh, James Vaughan 14, Instagram, Twitter, everything else. Uh, Fisher. As always, please follow us at Breeze underscore shooting. Uh, thanks for the people who stuck around as well. Too. Yeah, we're, we're aware yeah. that it's not been the same for the last few months. And it was... Trying time. Really elaborate. Like we didn't really want to say too much as to what was going on and everything. But the important thing is that you know everything's kind of back to normal. Everything's all good. We've got some interesting stuff coming up. Got Christmas coming up, so it's going to be good. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll give our reviews of all the video games and full gear probably next week. And now Bash is going to upload this show, and then he's going to come and meet me in the pool. Probably, yeah. Uh, you coming for a point, James? Preparations <laughs> all around. Uh, well, my niece has just come. I don't know if you can hear her. I don't know if she was trying to super kick my door off. But, um, yeah, but once, oh, yeah. I, uh, once I've looked after her for a little bit, I might have dropped down for you. I still need to meet you, you know. It's been like, I've just, just <laughs> talked to you. Podcast. I know, yeah. I still need to like physically have a conversation with you and meet you because it's just strange. Just Not like strange as in like, I kind of know you. Not not personally, personally yet. Do you know what I mean? Like a like a pen pal. Yeah, like a pen pal. Yeah, yeah. you like my pen pal. Yeah. Like a pen pal. Yeah. So nice. hopefully we can um, arrange a visit at some point. Yeah, we'll definitely have a get together soon. I got Comic Con next weekend. But oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, that should be fun. Cool. All right. So, you can. Uh, always a pleasure, boys, as always. Send me a uh, bunch of pictures from Comic Con. Yeah, well, there I'll get a couple of pictures in. Cool. Yeah, but... Cool, I'll upload this and uh, see what the crack is. Cool. Sorry, guys. All right, Talk take care. Me. Stay safe and stay safe on Miss Rona. Ta-da. Ta-da. Bye. Bye. Bye.